Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Almost Famous Podcast. And today is a really special day because (laughs) it's quite possibly the last podcast Ben and I do together as he is a non-married man. Whoa. Whoa. I should should Married. You're going to be married possibly next time we do this. Yeah. So I... I am going to get married, um, but I don't know if I'll be able to be here next week or not, because I think my flight is during our recording time to um, I'm actually going to New York City to open up a coffee shop there for a grand opening and then flying from there to Nashville. I didn't know that you're opening a generous shop in New York. Yeah, Soho. We got it. It's in the good market. Yeah. You, what a huge week. That's insane. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, I'm so pumped. Though. There's so many cool things happening, but I could be, I'm going to be getting married. And when you say that, I, I feel like, and I was telling Jess this last night we were talking, I was like, I feel like I should be like feeling anxious or nervous. I don't know how you felt, Ashley, 
Um, but not I'm anxious like, or nervous, just stressed about like yeah. the day going according to plan. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Is like I just really, you know, we have wor- the whole team from Fet Nashville and um, Jessica's mom and my mom and Jessica. I-, I will put myself into that, but I I haven't done as much as what they have have worked really hard on making this wedding something that's going to be really fun. Like we wanted it to be a celebration. Your wedding was a celebration. Like we wanted it to be something that everybody came and enjoyed and like and like walked away going, wow, like we felt like love was being celebrated in that moment. I really want that to happen. I think I'm more nervous or anxious for that. I am so at peace with the wedding thing. Like it it is, it's almost oddly non-emotional for me. I thought I would. Yeah, completely can relate. Yeah, Yeah. I I, I hate to say that because like I'm like, oh, I always thought in my like leading up to my wedding, there'd be this like, like almost like I can't hardly like breathe and I don't, but like, I'm like, nah, this feels awesome. Like I'm, this is yeah. great. This is cool. We're going to get married and it's going to be great. Is just doing like all the last minute things. Mm-hmm. Like what is on her plate right now? Um, She's doing everything from, you know, she just went and got her hair practiced. Um, She's going to wear it for the <laughs> wedding. Um, She did her final dress fitting. Um, she is starting to, I think this afternoon she took work off to start to pack and to prep um, for everything that's going on there. And then it's it's like a checklist of small things that she has to do when she gets to Nashville. And so just random little things. I uh, I was in charge of two things, Ashley. The liquor um, for the wedding, which is good. The heaters for the wedding, just in case it's a mm-hmm. little chilly. And then my groomsmen. And I asked Jessica, so I think her wedding starts at like five o'clock. Um, you think our wedding starts? <laughs> I, th- I, 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 it's like four thirty or five. It's one of those two, and I was like, "Hey, hon, w- oh, it's at four. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's four or four thirty. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I was an hour off. I'll be there. Um, but she, I was asking her last night. I was like, "Hey, when should I get my groomsmen to the venue to get ready?" And she's like, "I don't know. What do you need to do?" And I was like, "Well, we're gonna take pictures beforehand." And she's like, "Yeah." She's like, "How long will it take them to get, get dressed?" I was like, 10 minutes." She's like, okay, we'll get them there like two hours in advance. I was like, well, I want them there longer. I want to be kicking it with them that day. So I'm just going to get them there for like brunch to hang out and watch football <laughs> while like Jess's, you know, bridesmaid have to be there at the, the crack of dawn um, doing their deal. It's great for me. I, I'm living the dream. Jared loved hanging out with his groomsmen before. Uh, that was like one of the very special parts of the day. I actually wanted to be alone. I was kind of like a weird bride. I was like, oh, my mom, the wedding planner, my sister, they can be in the room, but like, I just want like a sense of like peace and calm and just not like to be yeah. surrounded by like a whole bunch of like bipping girls. Yeah. Who I all love very much. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I just know myself and I, I, I don't want to get like, I don't want to put unnecessary stress on me. I don't need everybody analyzing like what I look like and my, like every little flick of makeup and all yeah. that. I've got two questions for you. Are you guys writing your own vows uh, or will they be traditional? Jared and I did both. We did mm-hmm. the traditional vows and we wrote our own. I'm going to write, we're going to write our own. Um, okay. I actually like the idea of doing both. Maybe we'll mix that in. Cause I've, I haven't yeah. thought about that. Uh, but I, I have a lot I want to say to her uh, in front of everybody. And uh, I think she feels similar. And so I wanted that moment, you know, the way, the way we view this is like, this is definitely like our special day, but it's a day to also celebrate the people that are going to be in that room with us because like we, we feel very thankful that we have these people in our life. 
And so I, I want them to, we wanted them to be involved in that and hear what was coming from our heart. Um, but I like the idea of doing both, you know, this week, and, I, and I'm not to change the subject because this is such a, an amazing thing. And tomorrow we have People Magazine coming to the house in Denver and we're going to do our photo shoot and they're, uh, they're covering the wedding, which is just like so cool for us. Um, Too cool, right? Yeah. You, like you, know, you, you get to tell your kids that your wedding yeah. was People Magazine. That was like our sealing the deal. Oh, it's so um, great. Um, and so they come. They're going to be like, our kids are going to be like, wait, why? Yeah, they're going to be, they're not going to think I'm cool. And that's fine. Um, but they, they come tomorrow. And so we're really excited for that. But, um, this last week, you know, I missed last week's podcast because I was in a wedding, um, for my best friend who, you, who I talked about, who has ALS and they did their own vows and it's really hard for him right now to speak. Um, and I lost it and I lost it for a couple of reasons. One, it's hard. Like it sucks. Like you see your best friend that you love dearly, um, struggling to get words out and, you know, having to pause to like catch his breath. And like that whole thing is, is brutal to see. But also there was this level too, when, since we were talking about the vows to where like he was able to share, you know, he, he had like a line in there, like when you met me, this wasn't the plan. Um, and this illness has came, came about as we were together, but I also don't want to go through this with anybody else. And I lost it, like absolutely lost it. And I just was like, I want that for my wedding because everybody in the audience heard where they were at in life and knew the commitment they were both were making to each other in that moment. And for me, I was like, this is why we're doing our own vows because this touches something more mm -hmm. personal mm -hmm. than, than anything that is maybe, you know, traditional or written up already. I completely agree. I wanted traditional just because I'm a traditionalist, but then I wanted to write them because I also, it's just like at this point, traditional sometimes feels like, Oh, you know, we've heard this a zillion times. Yeah. And it's not, per yeah, it's obviously not personal to us. Anyway, wait, hold on. I, I, how old is he? He is 35. Oh, and how long has he had it? Uh, he was just diagnosed a month and a half ago. Um, but he's Is this the guy that you thought had Lyme disease? Yeah, same guy. So he's- No, they thought, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so he was living with me um, when he started to lose his speech. And I was like, dude, why, like, why do you stumble your words at night? Like, we just had like one beer. Like, wh what's going on? Are you like, have you been drinking? Like, are you super sad? Like, are you drinking alone at night? Like, I'm here to drink with you as much as you need to get through, you know, his life at that point. And um, he's like, no, I don't know why. I don't know what's going on. And um, they diagnosed with Lyme. And they actually say that Lyme disease can spark if you have like the ALS gene or whatever it is in no. your body. The trauma of, a of Lyme can spark that to happen faster. So they think maybe that he had both. Um, oh my God. So right after this, right after this, we are like, we are full advocacy mode. Like we are talking to every single group of people out there. And that's, I actually just got a message from an almost famous listener today. Her name's Amanda. I won't share her last name, obviously. And her husband was diagnosed with ALS at 29 and he's, it's two years in for him and he's still doing really well. There's some like, um, experimental treatments out there. ALS is really underfunded because, people get it and they pass away fairly quickly. So like the investment in the pharmaceutical companies doesn't necessarily see the monetary value of putting a lot of research behind it, which is too bad. And, <sighs> um, but if you have any information, uh, message me or email me. Um, and, uh, and I would love to hear uh, contact.ben.higgins at gmail.com. I'd love to hear anything you have because we are full on like miracle mode. Now let's go. Wedding's done. They're in love. They're happy. 
let's make magic happen is kind of our philosophy right now. Oh, it is the worst and it needs to get a cure. It, it's horrible. Um, and that's going to be amazing. I'm, I'm excited to see what you guys can do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, and Ben, I have to go back to your wedding for mm-hmm. one more second. Please do. <laughs> you guys aren't doing a first look, are you? Um, no, we're, well, we'll do it. We'll do it. Bef- we'll do in photos before. Is that what the first look oh, is? You are doing photos before. Yeah, because I'm w- shocked at that. I thought that you guys would be a little bit more traditional in the sense that, like, you see yeah. her for the first time walking down the aisle. You really want to get the photos done. Yeah, because we're our reception is only a few hours, and like it's like four and a half hours. And if you did photos, and it's another, you know, hour out of that, and we just wanted to be able to get around and say hey to everybody. And so we're gonna do it before. And there's like a lot of moving parts. You know, you get stuff donated to your wedding. You get stuff done at your wedding. And, uh, and you just want to get those done like beforehand, uh, in our opinion. So we are going to do that. Um, we don't know how, I don't know how we're going to do the look yet, but it's, I actually am more excited to just have her and I in that moment. Um, and when she walks down the aisle, obviously that's going to be a whole new ball game, but like just to have her and I in that moment to see each other is something that like, I'm very, um, actually like I could tear up just thinking about it. Um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm just really excited for that because like, She's just beautiful and she's going to shine and I know she's going to look beautiful and I know that night's going to be like, she's going to feel super loved. And so I'm, I'm just so excited um, for us to get here. We're only a few, like we're not even two weeks away now. Um, I know. And so we got, we got some more, I guess I got to go to New York before this, Ashley. Like this is, this is a lot to do. I have so many questions that just keep popping up. I, now I need your prediction on what her dress is going to be like. (sighs) Um, I knew you were going to ask me something like this because, uh, I think it's going to be like fairly I don't know, simple. doesn't seem the right word. I don't think it's going to have any uh, shoulders, um, strapless, strapless. Uh, that's good. Help me out with the verbiage as I talk through this. <laughs> I think it's going to have like a really cool design, like over the chest and the belly. Like I think in the front, it's going to be like, I'm imagining the bodice will be embroidered. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> will there be bling? I feel like no. No, no, no bling. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I is bling like jewelry? No, that's like bedat, like like crystallized oh. beads, stuff like that, like mm. maybe pearls. Uh, I don't think so. I think Sequins. I don't. I don't see her do. I don't see her loving that because, yeah, you know she's she's like she's so naturally beautiful that she doesn't wear a lot of stuff usually. Yeah. And she's so yeah. tiny that when she wears like a necklace, yeah. she looks like, you know, it's like a big old thousand, $50,000 gold chain on her when she wears anything. <laughs> um, you know, I, yeah. So I think it's going to be fairly simple design. Um, I imagine it being backless. Okay. Um, was that the right word for that? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, and, it's going to be hard to be strapless and backless, but it uh, can be done. Yeah. It can be done. Well, what's what's the shape? Is it going to be ball gown, A-line, uh like mermaid? <laughs> what's an A-line? I feel like A-line's the thing. A-line, I'm... I think A-line for okay. Jess for sure. That's like you know how mine was ball sorry, yeah. this keeps me Mine was ball gown, so yeah. it like kind of like goes from the waist and like over a little bit, like really poofy. Yeah. This is like the more understated version. Yeah. Like it goes like an A, like it's in the shape of an That's A. What I think so it still be like. has puff but down. Like an A-line. Down. I see an A-line okay. with her. Yeah, <laughs> okay. that's it. I, I think I got it. Um, A-line. <laughs> um, and then I'm, uh, I was going to show you my, one of my groomsmen gifts. Actually, none of my groomsmen listen to this podcast. Um, okay. 
at all. Uh, and that's not because they hate me. It's just because they don't. Um, Watch The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, this is one of my groomsmen gifts that I'm so pumped for that I'm going to make everybody wear at the wedding. Oh my gosh, guys! They're Ben Higgins boxers. They have boxer briefs. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. I got. And they've one. got Ben's face all over them. <laughs> you think that's good, Ash? Yeah, that's really cute. Good. We'll get a picture in them. Um, and, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm excited for this one, but. Oh, Ashley, it's a huge thing. I'm so pumped. And then the honeymoon's going to be really exciting. We're going to St. Oh, Bart's. Oh, where is that? St. Bart's. Okay. Um, we're going to fly down there for a week. Uh, as long Right as, after? Uh, the day after. We're going to take a day Perfect. and rest and then fly out like that Monday. Way um, to be. Yeah. we're gonna, And I think I got that from you. Also, I thought about you um, two weeks ago. We were taking final details for the ceremony. And we were talking about uh, you and Jared and we're like, you know, your wedding was so much you guys, like it was so personal. There's yeah. so many like different things that you added in that made it um, just match your personalities, which is so yeah. cool. And so we Thank have you. a surprise uh, for our wedding that came from the inspiration of you all, a, <gasps> a reading um, at the wedding. That's going to be, I think, awesome. Um, really? Yeah, ah. yeah. So yeah, you can think about <laughs> Great. what you're thinking about you as we did this. Can't wait to see it. I wonder if it'll go off in my head. Be like, oh, this is the moment. No, you'll know. And then we'll <laughs> okay. then after the wedding, when we do a wedding brief on this podcast, um, uh -huh. I'll give all the the details here. Um, I'll tell you what it was, and we'll talk about it with everybody here on the podcast. And I'll read through exactly what the reading was, so they get an idea. Um, but all you'll right. you'll know. Okay. Cool. All right, Ben. Well, it's about time we start talking about the yep. Bachelorette episode. So fair enough. After this quick break. We'll be here to give you the recap. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works. And for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. All that so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot 
and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like um rich cocoa butter and vitamin e body cream soothing aloe and water lily body cream really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way nair has it they have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes and if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs think about what you can do in three minutes with nair and the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I said that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back. Um, so much more wedding to discuss uh, in the next few weeks. Thank you all for the kind words on Instagram. Um, just about the wedding coming up. It's such a cool deal. You know, this is a huge podcast. Life is changing. Ashley's pregnant. I'm getting married. We're growing up right here in front of your eyes and in your ears. Well, um, mm -hmm. we've also grown up as a podcast because we started this in uh, 
for The Bachelor in Paradise. It was a huge success. We've loved doing it. It's so much fun to do. It's the Bachelor Bracket. And the Bachelor Bracket rule of the week, if you don't know what we're talking about, please join our Almost Famous Bachelor Bracket. It is absolutely awesome. Uh, the winner came on the podcast here just a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, that was just fun to hear all of her strategy and insights. But anyways, the rule of the week is this. Um, for week four, you get five plus points every time a contestant says the word bro when talking to another contestant. Again, you get five more points every time the word bro is thrown around. And after seeing this week's episode, I believe there are some bros thrown around this week. <laughs> For sure. For sure. These clues are awesome. They really do coincide well with the week ahead. I, I agree. Uh, ben, I got to get your thoughts on Jamie from last week's episode yeah. before we get into this one, because he again plays a big role. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, Jamie came out of the limo and he obviously had like a, a confidence to him, like a, a uh -huh. swagger that like was noticed. And, uh, and that always makes me hesitant. On this show, yeah. I'd say, like, anytime somebody seems really smooth and cool, um, just, I don't, I personally don't believe anybody's actually like that. Like, I just don't think every, anybody is, like, mm -hmm. always so cool all the time. I think everybody mm -hmm. has a little goof to them. Um, so, you're like, okay, put on a good first impression. And then he has his date. And, and like, he might have had the most roller coaster of an episode I've ever seen. Because, oh my God, Ben, I know you weren't here last week, but, like, I said, I don't know that I've ever seen somebody's story arc go up and down. <laughs> multiple times like that in one episode. Yeah. So, you know, obviously he, he opens up and he tells his story and I don't want to neglect that or push that away and say like, you know, that, that was important. And I, and I don't know him. I believe it to all be true. I believe obviously there's a lot of stuff that comes along with that, like trauma and just, you know, childhoodness that is probably stuck with him as an adult. And so he has this story and, and like I'm watching it at the time in that place and going, he's um, everybody's going to fall in love with him. He's the guy. He's it. Like he, maybe he is this cool all the time. And then you see the end of last week's episode and you go, oh my gosh, like this dude feels, I mean, it, it, it almost feels like all of a sudden within moments, like now I just don't like him. Like I don't enjoy watching him. I don't enjoy him as a person. Like I want him gone. Like he's not good for Michelle. And he almost feels like after last week, like the guy that could trick her, um, like he's some guy he's not. And then you get to this week and it all capped off Ashley with me where I was like still holding on to hope that he still is that guy. Maybe he just messed up and overspoke and overshared and got insecure and said something he didn't mean or said something like we've all done it where you like explain yourself and you, you know, you, you say everybody's thinking this or back in high school you used to be like, you know, I hear a rumor um, mm -hmm. that you've done this. We're really the rumors just in your own head. So I think maybe give him the benefit of the doubt here. But then he sits down with the producer after Brandon oh. gets the rose and he's talking ah. about him being this up here and Brandon being down here. I'm like, no, you're done. Like you're out. I, you know what? Like I don't, you're not here anymore. I don't want you here anymore. You are, you are falling fast, buddy. You are done. That guy had such an ego on him. There was bad vibes. There was like the there was it was weird. Like and I I and it's obviously harder to say because he has a sad backstory. Yeah. But there was something evident even when he was having his good moments on the episode last week, where I just felt like there's something off. There's something like not good here. And then this week's episode, 
even before he sat down with the producer, I was like, something is off. I mean, obviously we knew what he did last week. So like that was the off thing, but the, just the ego, just him being saying something like, I can see the way that she, her, she lights up around me or like the way that she's so gravitated mm. toward mm. me. Like, have you ever heard of a contestant speak about the, the leads gravitational pull to them? Well, and then speak so poorly of the lead too. Yeah. Like she's on spring spring break. I'm not, I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to like laugh, but it's like, no dude, you're just, you're, you're, you are dismissing who Michelle is a human right now. And like, what, what do you mean? She's in spring break mode. Like she's dating and maybe she's not as into you as you in your head think she should be or is. And that's why you're saying it's spring break mode for her because Yeah. yeah, she doesn't give you all the attention. I'm fired up at this point in this episode, Ashley, like this is, and, and at this point, before we start breaking down the whole episode and going into like the men confronting him and what I will say is Jamie's weird way of reconciling it in his own head and not making oh. any sense to anybody else. Bananas. Bananas is <laughs> I'm so fired up at this point because as you know, there's some things on the show that really get me going and <laughs> Somebody thinking they are the coolest person out there is one of the things that really gets me fired up, especially when they continue to double down on it. I know. Do you want to get to that later? Do you want to finish Jamie talk now? I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, we'll finish it now because I'm so fired up. (laughs) Okay. So angry. Okay. Well, I can't believe that he was like, no, 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 no. Like, I the verbiage he was trying to use to talk himself like the room he's like yeah yeah it wasn't individuals but it was an overall thing and it was like oh wait a second no to be an overall thing it has to start with individuals it nothing he was saying was making sense and then he was like like for the viewers and that's a great moment in this episode oh the viewers oh my god it's a great moment in this episode because as a viewer you're sitting there going so he's like speaking for me and I'm watching it and I'm like, what, why are you trying to protect me, buddy? Like there's a thousand <laughs> things on this show that I never see or understand when I watch it back. Like I'm just in it for the ride and you're in your head thinking that you're giving the view. Like, are you saying you're giving the viewers the benefit of the doubt by filling this storyline for them? Because if so, you have really, really poorly analyzed what this show is because when you're in it, the last thing you should be thinking about at any time is the viewers and how they're going to perceive the story. Yeah. It was like he was trying to be a producer as well. He also, remember like last week, he was like, I need to see if Michelle is the kind of woman that'll like go do things spur the moment with me. Like, I need to see if she's the match for me. And it doesn't, it's not a one way street here, which. I can respect the uh, thought behind that. But now this week, it was all about competition for him. You could just tell it was all about beating the other guys and being above the other guys and mentally. Be- he, and he believing thinks. he is above the other guys, like believing yeah. already that he is in a, in a league of his own, which yeah. is just not true. Like, and, and I'm not saying that because Jamie's not great. Like, I don't know him personally. I'm just saying you're on the bachelorette. Like every person in that room either has a story to tell or they're a human who is trying to date this woman. Like they all belong at any point. If any person ever comes into the show or off the show, believing they're above anybody else on it, like you're just wrong. 
Like you're, mm-hmm. you just are, even if you're the lead of the show, it does, you're still like, there is a, there's five or six people every season that could possibly be the lead, lead of this show. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're any greater. And at this point, he's in this conversation with these guys and he's believing that like, he's rolling his eyes. Like he's so smart and they just don't get it. Like he's just says, keep saying, you just don't get it. You just don't get it. And I'm thinking, Jamie, at what point in your life are you going to humble yourself to do some introspection and maybe say you were wrong? Because Mm -hmm. this whole thing gets fixed. It's the beauty of watching this show back. And it's the beauty of relating to life. You can mess up in life. I'm good with that. Like you could have said something like he did and really like throwing the whole thing off course. But as soon as you do some introspection, realize you are wrong, you just admit it. And then like typically people understand because they've been there too. But he like, he just keeps doubling down. Like I'm so smart. You don't get it. I'm trying to help out. I'm in the right. You're in the wrong. And I bet he got on that bus or whatever they picked him up in still believing that he was in the right. Oh, 1000%. Two more things I have to mention. First, he said, uh, I love the way that Michelle was like, okay, wait a second. So you were like hearing things in the house and then all of a sudden you remember this personal story from your friend seeing me out with another guy. And I was like, "Mm, okay, so great point to be like, "Uh, actually, you were probably pretty focused on this. Uh, Ashley, here's the thing. You aren't wrong. I, I will say this and the close up the Jamie thought too. I've never seen a guy fall so fast. Like we're, what we're doing here is this is all within the moment of like really just an episode, like from going from the top to the bottom so quickly. Uh, totally. And another thing, I feel like when she let him go, <clears throat> she was got to be, she had got to be so grossed out by him. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was like, I spent, this week kissing this guy. Yeah. And now I see his true colors. Like, uh, just get out. No hug. No, nothing. Uh, I want to pretend like you never existed. Yeah. I never had that moment. Like where, that's good. you know, no, like just like, I never had that like grossed out moment on my time where like somebody like epically blew up and you're like, Oh, I've spent the last two weeks, you know, kissing you and, and yeah. understanding you. And, I guess I have that benefit, but you're right. Like you have to imagine what she was feeling there. She's like, wait, I was into you like two hours ago. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. And, <laughs> and we all, we laugh about it, but it's funny how like quickly somebody can just become unattractive to you. Um, when you like, especially with the person, I think this is one of those moments where she's like, I was so into this. And now all of a sudden I can't even be in the same moment in the same room. Um, I was hoping Ashley too. That once he was gone, it felt like this group of guys, you know, we're, we're a couple weeks in now, um, for the most part, uh, kind of understood each other. I thought there were some solid foundational pieces that were going to keep the group like functioning fairly well together and mm-hmm. um, bring some joy and laughter to the group. And, you know, a lot of them stood up for, uh, I forget his name, the the guy that she was supposedly dating beforehand. Um, Joe. Yeah. She, like there were some guys that stood up for Joe that was just like, hey. I, you know, I don't think they were dating and like get off of Joe's back. Like you, I was like, you're like, Hey, you're sticking up for each other. This is good. Mm-hmm. Then we see the preview and I'm like, wait, something, so this still blows up. Like every season always does. Yeah. I was thinking also with the elimination of the pizza preneur. Yeah. I was like, wow, did we get the drama completely out of the house already? Yeah. No, of course not. No, I really <clears throat> but thought now we, we can. Now we, we can start from the top of the episode. <clears throat> we'll skip the Jamie stuff. Of course. Um, the first 
the first date. Oh, God. Jared was very envious. So yeah. big, big Tom Cruise guys over here. Uh-huh. Big Top Gun fans. Uh, Jared has been counting down, honestly, the years now to the movie was going to come out because it was supposed to come out last summer, 2020. And then they pushed it back to November 2020. And it was still, I believe, um, set for November 2020 release when they shot this date. And then they moved it back to June 2020. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. My years. It was supposed to come out November 2021, a.k.a. this month. And now they pushed it back to June 2022. So this is a very cool theme date. Love the way that they added like the music and they had some of the cast. Um, cute, cute, liked it. Um, the only thing that really sucked for them was having to do that motion thing. Yeah. What is that motion thing the called? Fi- like it's like a G force spin force simulator. Yeah. I mean, that sucked, but it was also fun. I mean, it's like, a, it, you know, it's a, it's a cool experience. I like this group date. Like you said, I thought it was, I actually thought every group date this episode was like, it kind of went above and beyond anything we've seen the last few seasons when it comes to who they bring in and just the, the structure of it. This one, like, was far and away really great. You know, obviously cool. you have the pizzapreneur and little Willie um, going at it. Little Willie just crushed him, by the way, in that day. He came up with some great nicknames around the spot. Yeah, but like that little fighting scene, I mean, Clayton's massive, obviously, um, and just like destroys dudes. But then like little Willie and this guy, I'm like ready. I'm going to have my popcorn out. I'm ready for this fight. <laughs> and he just destroys this guy. I want to know from you, Ashley, whose side were you on? Like at this moment, like are you... Because obviously, little Willie is in trouble because he calls a pizzapreneur narcissistic uh, during the first group date. Then they go on this date together and they have like this beef with each other um, that kind of comes back up and is unsettled because the pizzapreneur feels like little Willie stole his lines during the G Force deal. Whose side are you on? I'm on Willie's side. Okay. But I also understand that it would be kind of annoying that like Pizza Panor ends up doing Italian and then he goes and speaks Spanish. Like, yeah. okay, get your own thing. But I also think Pizza Panor is just like an outrageous human being. Yeah. He's, he reminds me of Yosef. Yosef. Oh, wow. What a throwback. Yeah, he does remind oh. me of Yosef. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think he's like. I think he was just outraged. I'm with you. He was like outrageous. And like, I wasn't buying into his stuff at all during really leading up to this, but they obviously have their beef. And then the group day or the, the cocktail the party happened. Portion. And I'm, I'm so thrown off by the dough boy there. Like so mad. So at not okay to throw that jacket in the pool. Like I was just, I was upset for Will. Yes. And he starts crying. And I'm like, if Jared had won this Maverick jacket, he would have started crying <laughs> if it got thrown in the pool. Oh, Jer- I could see Jared being so angry. Like, yeah. Will got sad yeah. and kind of like did his thing and walked away, which was great. Um, I would see Jared, like if I, if, I, if I threw Jared's jacket, Maverick jacket in the pool... I'd be scared for my life. Like I don't you see guys, him, Yeah, I don't see him going about this well. He, you've never seen Jared be dramatic on the show at all. He's like so even keeled on TV. But if he had won the Maverick jacket, like, oh God. He he this would have been his like pride and joy. I can see that. Well <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, he throws in the pool 
which was a sign of disrespect. It was also just like, it's somebody else's personal stuff. And you just don't mm-hmm. do that, right? You, you just don't mistreat somebody else's stuff like that. But then the way he came back to the chairs saying he feels great. Like what person willingly hurts somebody else yeah. knows that they just hurt somebody else, knows that somebody else is upset emotionally about it and hurt about it and goes, yeah, I feel so good about this. Like that is, that is outrageous to me. I don't know anybody in my life that would hurt even their worst enemies. Like, and I'm talking like just people I know, not even friends, just people I know and come back at their, you know, couch and be like, that felt so good to make that person Uh, feel so small. That was so terrible. It was like he was trying to lean into the villain role. Well, well, that that failed for him miserably. And I think it it will fail for him. Like villains like (laughs) him don't become popular from the show. It's, it's the semi villain. That's not really a villain, but we just like, they just talk a lot or they're like outrageous and they just say a lot of things. You know, I'm thinking Corinne and like Demi who end up like people love because they're like, they're just funny. Like they just, they, they're just, they're, they're funny humans, but villain, like a villain, villain, like a mean villain that doesn't fly. No. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let them sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like um rich cocoa butter and vitamin e body cream soothing aloe and water lily body cream really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way nair has it they have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes and if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs think about what you can do in three minutes with nair and the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Martin gets the group date, Rose. Shocker to me. Um... Dark horse for for real. Um, I think we would take him more seriously if he didn't have frosted tips, though. Isn't that embarrassing? Yeah, but he's growing us? on me. When I saw yeah, his I know, picture, like, I like him. yeah, when I saw his picture, when he did the breakdown, I forget what we said about him, but I think I probably said night one or because um, you're just like, <laughs> you know, 
Uh, and, and even when the show started, I was like, how do you take this dude seriously? And now I'm like, no, this guy's legit. Like, yeah, I like him. Very I like warm him. vibes. Yeah, he's good. Uh, and it was still a shocker that he got to group day rose just because you don't expect him to get that. And a group day rose typically means, you know, you're going to be around a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. he might. I think he might get a one on one soon. So Ooh. I'm excited to see where he goes from here. But yeah, good vibes. Uh, he like makes himself look like a tough guy. But like, I don't know. I think he's kind of mushy. Yeah. Speaking of mushy, Rodney. Rodney gets the one-on-one, and he's a mush ball. He's very sweet. <laughs> oh, I like uh, him. He's the guy that we've known for apples thus far. Yeah. Uh, which, Ben, you and I have got to talk about the apple thing. Yeah. How crazy is it that last week he, like, couldn't taste the difference in a Granny Smith apple versus, like, a red apple? <laughs> I love that he's now the apple guy because it's going to stick with him, and he doesn't even know apples. Like, he just walked himself into... <laughs> A situation he's not prepared for. <laughs> well, they continue with the theme of this on a truth or dare date where first he needs to feed her food and she needs to like guess what it is. And she does a way better job than Rodney's done. They also like photocopy parts of their body. They, uh, what else, what else did they do? Uh, he ran around um, naked. Um, he ran around naked. Which, that was a big part. Man, there's like some weird themes recently between food and, and nakedness. I feel like when you're stuck in a hotel, he, you just tell people to get naked and people are going to watch. It just, <laughs> it's like, it just sells. At least like his front area is not showing. I feel like the, the butt, you know, a butt is funny. A man's butt is funny. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's always funny. It's not, ne- yeah. It's, it's never something that impressive. It's just always funny. The, the thing with Rodney is and Michelle does a great job at it. You know, I almost feel like he set himself up for a failure. So there's this like difference between the Jamies of the world that view themselves as the coolest thing out there. And then the Rodneys of the world who are obviously incredible people, but he doesn't view himself in any type of value or any type of esteem or like he belongs there. And I get that insecurity, but by expressing it so much so often, I feel like he almost is convincing himself and Michelle that he's just like lucky to be around. And like, I don't know if that's ever like an attractive quality when you're like always trying to convince somebody that they're just lucky to be there. Yeah. And the truth is like, he is a sweet guy. Guys like him in the house. He is, he's one of those pieces I said, foundationally, we'll keep that house together. I believe he's going to be great with Michelle through this whole experience. Maybe even at the end, I don't believe he'll be the one at the end, but I believe he is a great dude. But I just want him to believe that a little bit so we can see his confidence come out. And I, and it's people like him that we get to see those stories of when their confidence finally blossoms. It happened for me on the show is all of a sudden, like you had a little reassurance and you have a couple of weeks there. And all of a sudden you're like, wait, I do belong here and I do belong in this world. Yeah. So I think this will be the end of that. Not feeling so great yeah, about himself. Good. If he was going to keep going with it, then it'd be like, all right, dude, come on now. And then, Ash, like during the dinner portion, we see the two of them connect. And Michelle, even at the end, says that like Rodney chipped away from just the friend zone to being, you know, somebody she's looking at as a romantic partner, which is awesome to see. And I hope he believes that. But, you know, Michelle has promised us, even when she was on our podcast, that this season was going to have conversations that um, had a lot of depth to them that she believed would be beneficial for all to see and watch. Um, and Rodney and Michelle have one of those conversations. It's not the first time this season one of these conversations have happened, but they both talk about how they have grown up in a predominantly white area, that they have both been called terrible names, 
that it's been difficult and they relate on this in this level. And then we get to watch them have that conversation back. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there's a lot to learn, a lot to listen to, a lot to hear from that. Uh, And they're doing it. It's, it's, it's beautiful to me because they're doing this in a way that like, I think is both showing them a place of empathy and support, but then also helping, you know, unlike Jamie's ideas, like, all of us understand better like where how they're connecting at, at a romantic level. And I think this is going to be the start of something. I would believe, like I said, he's going to be around a while because they they get each other in a lot of ways. I feel like he's going to be around for a long time. How dare I say, maybe like top four. Yeah. 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 And uh, she says that he makes her feel safe, which is always like, that is like key. Right? And even in the midst of these like really important conversations, Rodney has this way of being just watching him on TV. I've never met him in person, obviously, but like having this way of just bringing this like comfort. Yes. Like he's really easy to watch because even yeah. though he feels himself to be like an underdog. So you'd think that he'd be nervous. He's seems very at ease, very at ease, almost like confident. You would say uh-huh. is like his, he, he communicates and I, and I'm not saying he's wrong because I know those insecurities, but like he communicates a thing that's different than how he's portrayed. And I wonder if it's just coming from a place of humility where he's so humble in who he is um, that it's almost comes off as confidence because he just is, he doesn't have a lot to lose. Like he just mm-hmm. believes he's still lucky to be there and he's willing to sit in any conversation anybody's willing to have. And he's willing to be the foundational piece that tries to keep peace in the house. And the guy that just laughs at himself and others in like a healthy and fun way. And because of that, like I just, I think his maybe insecurity might actually bring a level of confidence on the show because he has nothing to lose. Yeah. He is a good listener. Like he's got those, that, that thing where you listen before you react. Mm. It's always nice. Yeah. Makes for (laughs) a good bachelor. It does. Speaking of, I don't understand why Clayton's the bachelor yet. I'll tell you that. I would agree with you. I would agree with you. Doesn't make any sense. I don't find him to be unbelievably charming in any way. I thought by the time we got to week four, we would be like blown away based on the press and what producers were saying about him. We would just be like, oh my gosh, make him the bachelor. He has to be the bachelor. He is. And like, it hasn't. He's not captivating to me. (laughs) It hasn't been there yet. Like, no, there's, there's a couple guys, including Rodney. Um, Joe and Nate and Brandon. Nate. Yeah, Joe, Nate, Brandon. Yeah. Um, that like are like, no, these dudes right now, when I think of this season, are who I think about. So what point does Clayton step up? And it has to happen. You know it has to happen because there's no way they do what they did with Clayton unless there's this clear thing that happens during the season where the audience is going to jump on board with him because they need a big bachelor season. Like they need a lead that people are going to jump behind. I know. And I'm like, uh, did they make a gigantic mistake? I, they can't keep making mistakes, Ash. <laughs> like they just can't. Like at some point you have to stop making mistakes. And, and so I do believe he's going to shine. Here's the other part about him. It's not like we don't like him. Like I, I like him. It's, it's, I'm not, I don't dislike him. I, I don't There's find nothing. It. I feel so neutral. Yeah. Neutral. It's just like, yeah, he's a good contestant on this season. He's, he's, He's just there, and that's fine. I'd be like, oh, he's probably top 10 if I didn't know that he, like, becomes The Bachelor. Yeah. So I assume he goes farther than top 10. But at this point, I'd be like, uh, oh, top 10, you know, never really makes a big imprint. 
I have a feeling, Ashley. We'll we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. I have a feeling. I don't think anything ever comes to the surface. I think he gets let go, and we'd go, "What? Like that was it?" We've done that so many times watching the show. We're like, "Wait, that's that's what that's what we're waiting on." And then he does fine as the Bachelor, but I think their biggest mistake might be that like the audience doesn't have that emotional uh, pull towards him or they're just not completely behind it. Because I think there's some other guys on the season that the audience will be more in love with um, who get let go. Yeah. Part of me is also thinking like maybe, yeah, maybe he doesn't make a huge splash, which is why it was easy to make him the bachelor over some other guys that we are going to be more invested in for Michelle, like a Nate, like a Joe, Mm. like a Brendan. I don't know. Very weird right now. But let's go on to the last group date where they do a poetry creation. Very creative uh, on these guys' wh- parts. It was great. It was very cute. Um, what's his name? It, G, Chris G. Yeah. Super starstruck to see Rudy Francisco. I wanted to see their meeting. We didn't yeah. get to see their meeting, but he was like freaking out. It's that was cute. And, and this is one of those moments where Jamie's like ego really got to him because, of course, he didn't use the opportunity to tell a personal story. He told like a story of somebody else. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. So to me I, I think that was kind of a red flag to her because she ends up saying later in the episode, she goes, now that I see like red flags building, I'm thinking otherwise. And I think that that may have been one. Yeah, I, I you know, and it could just be that I'm I'm not I'm not on Jamie's level of intelligence, but I didn't understand <laughs> that story at all. Like I was so lost. I was trying to watch it. And like I hear some angel, so some angel to telling you to get it was like, yeah. And it was like, dude, you're missing it. Like and to me, there, there's so much more creativity and intelligence to what these other dudes were doing. Like, you know, they were speaking like incredible things over Michelle in a way that was rhythmic and beautiful. Um, it was really cool to watch. I like this mm-hmm. date. I thought it was a great setup for a date. I thought it filled like that week three group date role where, you know, we saw Nick sit down and get like, mm-hmm. um, let the guys open up. And we've seen weeks where, you know, they, maybe they sing a song or they write a song or they write a piece of poetry or whatever. You got to do a romantic novel um, mm-hmm. <laughs> during that time. This was like that filled that role and it was a cool way to do it. I liked it. Um, yeah. But I, yeah, he he totally flopped, which, you know, really becomes the storyline now for the rest of the episode is Jamie's flop. Um, Brandon gets the group date rose um, that night, which was cool. Brandon is getting the group date rose two weeks in a row now. Wow, you're right. That is unheard of. And yet he's still almost like not like somebody when I think of this season, like, oh my gosh, he's at the very top. Like He would be my top three, but I'm still like the Joes and the Nates of the world still feel like, in my opinion, they're above Brandon. Am I wrong in that feeling? I don't know what it is about Brandon that she's vibing with particularly. I mean, I mean, he seems like a really nice guy and everything, but in the conversations, I feel like they're a little light. Yeah. I, am I being, do you no, kind of get what I'm saying? I like do. Like last week he was totally just Mr. Suave. Yeah. And he got the rose, I think, cause he was just, you know, um, like kind of sweeping her off her feet. Yeah. This week he was definitely more vulnerable but like there this might be like an attraction thing like like he's sweet and she's attracted to him she said she felt like she was like flying oh she said she felt like she went down the hill of a roller coaster which is Ooh. like whoa. whoa that's a 
that's a comparison that's pretty powerful. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I still want to see more of them. Definitely somebody I need to see her on a one-on-one with. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I also want to see more of Romeo. Romeo is... Uh, uh, me too, because I think he's very... He's attractive, and he is very smart, but also, does he have an ego thing? Maybe. I, I, maybe. We just don't know about it yet, but, like, every time he's on camera, you're like, oh, no, he makes sense. He's logical. He's smart. He's he's great, and we just don't see anything about him. There's, like, still guys, and we say this every year, there's still guys that I was looking at during the rose ceremony that was like, I have no clue who you are. I have not Zero seen clue. you once. But. But we're intrigued by Romeo because we think he might be a full package, and but we're not getting to know him. We don't. So yeah. I can only I can only think that we're not going to get a lot of him. Yeah, I, he's always on the cuff of, of going cusp of yeah. going home. So yeah. Um. Well, so we see then Brandon get the group day rose second week in a row. He's safe, and we go into the rose ceremony. Um. It is uh, the cocktail party is once again canceled. Michelle has done this two weeks in a row. Fair enough. I get it. She's probably just like I'm over it. I don't I, this. These cocktail parties don't do much for me anyways. Um, and uh, Jamie, as we've talked about at the beginning of this, kind of blew up. She sends Jamie home. And then Ashley, who else uh, went home this week during the rose ceremony? Well, we know Pizza Panor. Yeah. Uh, his name is Peter, by the way. I just like to call him Pizza Panor. Then we have... Um, Spencer. Spencer, who, again, don't know him. Malik, don't know him. And Brett, don't know him. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I would say out of all of those, right, Peter was a storyline and Spencer had his moments. Um, but for the most part, uh, not a shock, no shocking exits here. I mean, maybe Jamie getting sent home was shocking to some, but definitely we all saw it coming uh, over the last couple of weeks. I'm just glad that Michelle did it when she did it. Um, I thought that was a good move on her part just to say, hey, you know what? I'm done with this. Get out of here. I did too. But then I was like, I don't get to hate watch him anymore. Yeah, but that's probably good <laughs> for my soul. Um, I Yeah, it's good for me as a human. And it's probably good for the podcast because then we don't get to complain. And really, at this point, Ashley, there's nobody left uh, that I'm like not neutral on or really high on. Yeah. At this true. point. Like at this point, I'm watching this going, I like these guys or I'm just neutral on them, but there's nobody I'm like, oh yeah, you are, you are the worst. You got to get out of here. Well, we see a sneak peek though, and it sounds like things change. Michelle says she's getting closer to finding her person, but we see some drama happening um, with Chris in the house. He kind of calls out the guys in front of everybody. Um, I was watching the preview, Ashley, you said a couple weeks ago, I do feel like I'm going to get tired of seeing the same lobby of the hotel every week for these rose ceremonies. Okay, wait, confused. Thought they filmed this season in Minnesota. Same. It's not Minnesota. (laughs) I thought the same thing. I remember the spoilers were like, oh, they're getting the Minnesota hotel ready. I do believe they eventually go there, but it looks like the first half, at least, is here in Palm Springs. No clue that happened. No clue. But the rose ceremonies aren't extremely, like, aesthetically pleasing. They're sitting no. in, like, a hotel lobby couch, kind of hanging out. Uh, there's, like, a stairwell behind them. Um, you see the <laughs> it elevator. It doesn't look right, guys. This nah. is, like, the first time where I'm like, the bachelor doesn't look a whimsical. No, I'm, I'm excited for the mansion to get used again during Clayton season. Which I we, think they, they could have. Oh, it does get used. Okay, that's yeah, that's right. That's good. I feel like they could have done it this year, but who knows? Who um, knows the rules? But we do see drama start. The other weird thing about the preview... 
Wait, who? What? We do see drama start happening for the next couple yeah. of weeks. What's the weird thing about the preview? Rick. Like, yeah. she's on, looks like a one-on-one date with Rick, and she's, like, making out with him like she wants to, and I just do not vibe that at this point. So I'm interested how it gets how they get to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's still a lot to happen here. We're just a couple weeks in to Michelle's season of The Bachelorette. Um, so far, it's been entertaining. She's been a great lead. Um, she is inquisitive. Yeah, I love her. She's curious. She's a lead. She's leading the charge. I think... She was a good choice. It's there. It's very clear on why they chose her and uh, and how great she's doing. I want her to end up happy. Uh, and um, but it, she, uh, to me, Michelle will go down in in at this point like as one of those like iconic bachelorettes that we think of when we think of the bachelorette. She just she kind of rocks it and she's good at it and she's so good. She doesn't she doesn't take crap from nobody. She teaches these guys a lesson mm-hmm. and uh, I hope there's a guy that steps up to the plate and I think there will be. But um, Ashley, let's take a break. We'll be back next week. I might be here. If not, I I'm asking for your deepest, uh, apologies. Um, because I am going to be on my way to finding my, or finishing or starting, however you want to say it, my love story. I'm going to be on my way to be getting married and I'm super pumped for that, but let's take a break here. We still have bachelor headlines to go through. We'll be back with the almost famous podcast. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. The podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about something we all can relate to, hair removal. Yeah, not exactly the highlight of our day, right? Nicks, cuts, razor burns, ugh. But guess what? Nair, the OG, has taken hair removal to the next level with their new sensational shower and body creams that smell amazing. Literally the best thing ever. For real, Nair's new scents turned my bathroom into a spa. You guys, I remember when my mom gave me like the first bottle of Nair to use on my upper lip, and I was like, this is so awful, but I... I do like need to do it, <laughs> um, but the smell so close to my nose for so long. Oh, no. Ugh, the worst part of like the every other week or whatever I would do it. Now it smells incredible. Like there's Moroccan argon oil and orange blossom shower cream that you can use. It's like a pampering experience. You put it on your legs, let it sit there for a little bit. And it's so much better than shaving. They also have like um rich cocoa butter and vitamin e body cream soothing aloe and water lily body cream really anything you could think of to get rid of your hair in the most pleasant way nair has it they have new shower and body creams that are so easy to apply and they work in as little as three minutes and if you're going to shave more parts than just your legs think about what you can do in three minutes with nair and the skin smooth feeling lasts so much longer than shaving Like I just mentioned, you can use it not just on your legs, but on your arms, your underarms, even your bikini area. And we all know that was somewhere around the corner. That's a place you need it. Nair has turned the hair removal process into a sensorial experience. The scents are just amazing. And when I say that my bathroom smells like a spa, I really mean it. So check it out. The new and improved body creams and shower creams from Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time for Bachelor Headlines with our resident expert, Ashley I. Kennedy, breaking down everything going on in Bachelor Nation. It's uh, it's a slower week in headlines. Not a lot of drama happening. Um, Obviously, we have some headlines about Thomas Jacobs and Becca still being together and happy and joking with each other. That's always cute. Um, Bachelor alum, though, Jillian Anderson recalls feeling intense humiliation at the hands of producers. This according to Us Weekly. 
I'm actually kind of surprised by this. So she said that on Bachelor in Paradise, like a producer said, like your your butt is kind of big, but like not in like an off- not in an offensive way, but like you know, it's a nice round, juicy butt type thing. So I mean, you know, that could be inappropriate or not. It's up to you to decide. But um, they said that because of that, things get a little cheeky, so we had to blur it out. Disney made us. She says that she doesn't believe this. She said instead of doing a little blur, they did a giant black bar, really over-exaggerated it. At the time, Jillian really leaned into, like, the black box because she was, like, the first black box. Now they do black boxes all the time. Um, And she said that, like, at that point, she she was, like, experiencing, like, a, a huge level of humiliation that she thought, like, she thought she could be prepared for, but she really wasn't. She says, I don't think any contestant understands before going on how bad it's actually going to be. She said she remember crying over it and her dad being upset over it. Um, And she said at some point afterward, I was able to laugh about it when things started changing. But at that point, like initially, I was totally humiliated. I was so new into it and I was so overwhelmed by the making of posts and the talk and Jimmy Kimmel and the soup and everybody's making fun of it. Um, you know, she goes, my butt was nice. Um, and it wasn't a scandalous bikini by any means. It was a normal one. I get it. I understand how she'd be upset. Yeah. I Especially do. cause she works so hard for that, butt. you gotta <laughs> show it off. You gotta show it off. Well, <laughs> um, interesting headline. And it, obviously she was, uh, on the 19th season of the bachelor. So it's been a few years. Um, but the next headline is this. It's about ba- Bachelor Live on stage, which I know a lot about. It's back. Um, the tour uh, will start in 2022, hosted by Becca Kufrin. Yeah, so uh, it's hosted by Becca Kufrin, who was your co-host on the road. So now it begs the question, where are you on this tour? I got fired. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I did not get fired. They did ask. Um, obviously, the tour was super fun. Uh, and I really love doing it, uh, with Becca, but I'm getting married, um, as we've talked about. And as you've heard me say, probably 10 times on this podcast, um, <laughs> I'm also, uh, I'm going on my dream trip, my bucket list trip with Jessica and my parents to Israel in March of next year. Um, okay. we're going to be there for over 10 days and it's just, we've all planned it. It's been in the works for months and I, it actually is the trip starts uh, during the first week of tour. So while, as they're doing like prep for tour and then goes through like the first full week of the tour into the next. And I would probably have to come back, pack my bags, jump right back out, go on a bus. And I, I was willing to do that. And we all decided that it probably was not the best idea for me um, and the tour uh, to kind of have me trying to step in and learn it as I hosted it. And so as a result, I plan on stopping in um, at random places and probably um, jumping out on stage and trying to support Becca. But this is Becca's show now, um, and she's going to be hitting the road, and I'm excited for it. She's going to do great, Um, but I do feel like it could be a little lonely. Like when you step out on stage in a random city that you know 300 people show up to in a 5,000 person auditorium, and you're like, 
I can't laugh at this with anybody or I can't even like get pumped with this with anybody. Like she's going to be like, di- it's going to be really hard to host that live show solo. Yeah. I think it won't be easy, but I mean, I, th- I think she can do it. I think she'll do, I know she'll, she can do it. I she'll do great at it. Um, but there is that level of like camaraderie when you're out on stage mm-hmm. with somebody else where you're like, Hey, maybe tonight we have 10,000 people in the audience and it's packed sold out. And then tomorrow we're going to show up to a town and nobody's going to come because it's a small town. And it's on a weird night. Those are when it's going to get hard. Um, because I just think you get down and you have to keep your energy up every night now solo one can't pick up the other. So she's hitting the road you should check them out. The tour will start. It's worth going to see. It's fun. It's, uh, it's entertaining. It's, it's funny to laugh at. Obviously the show will look different than the one I was a part of. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. know the format of this show. They're changing things up a bit where I don't think it's going to be a local bachelor with local bachelorettes. I think it's going to be oh like a contestants more operating on stage. I don't know fully what that looks like, but if you are, in, if you enjoy uh, bachelor nation and you want to have a night out with some friends, this is a place to go hang out and watch. Um, they're hitting the road again. I won't be there. So, so Ben was, it wasn't just the trip. It was also the fact that like, you just wanted to enjoy married life at home. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, think about it like two months after getting married, I'm now gone. Yeah. And with COVID, um, spouses aren't going to be able to go on the bus bus. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, for then like, I don't know, 40 days straight, I'd be away, uh, hitting the road and doing this. Like it just, to me, I wanted to enjoy these few months with Jess as a married couple. And I, and like I said, I want to show up. Maybe I will. Um, I don't know yet. Uh, but it is a big deal in my life. This is a huge part of my life. It was a, it was a, a big source of income and then also just like fun to meet all the, uh, all the random people. Um, so it is sad and I am sad about it. I saw the announcement. I was like, dang, you know, um, but you know, life moves on. I've got coffee to sell. I've got, I've got, I've got a lot of coffee to hustle here. That makes sense. I wonder why they didn't pick another co-host for Becca. I wonder why too. Maybe they will. We'll see how it starts. Um, but she's going to do great. I do want to say that. Well, uh, Here's the thing. Um, final headline. Bachelorette's Katie Thurston tears up while venting about Blake Moyne's breakup. This according to E. So she got on Instagram live and she captioned it just venting. She says, obviously, a public relationship ending is really shitty. It's a shitty thing to navigate. But you guys have been kind and supportive. And I just want to say thank you for being that way to me and to Blake and just being understanding she said that she felt like people hold too much weight to things that don't matter and stress the importance of pursuing happiness. She said that sometimes couples stay in relationships because they put so much time and effort into them um, and they just keep waiting for new results, hoping things will change once they get married or have kids. She said while the split was difficult and the public scrutiny doesn't help, it's a tough thing to navigate because, of course, people question the authenticity of Mm -hmm. the love in the relationship And she said, for those people passing judgment, like, I can only hope to be so lucky as you to find your forever love on the first time, you know? But ending a relationship isn't something new. Um, Ending an engagement isn't something new. Divorce is not something new. And I think Blake and I were very fortunate enough to recognize things early. And they made the right decision for them. Uh, She says it doesn't come with its own challenges. We're still processing a lot, lots of waves of emotion. Well, uh, breakups are tough, especially in the public eye. Worse than the best, two of them, as they move forward. Uh, we mean that. Uh, it, it sucks. 
and there is criticism, there's judgment, there's words thrown around. Um, and if you want more insight <laughs> into that, just feel free to pick up my book, um, Alone in Plain Sight, anywhere you can buy a book. Hey, uh, Ashley, what a great episode. Um, I hope to be back next week. If I'm not, uh, hold down the fort for us until I get back. And if you are, I will come with more wedding questions. Perfect. I like your predictions. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I like the, the... Because then we can play them back and it'll be silly. I like the backless, uh, no shoulder dress idea. Um, yep. You're the best, Ash. Well, hey, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, and with that, uh, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 